Hello and welcome. You're about to tune in to Uncensored, a podcast by Justin and Gerardo. So please sit back, unwind, put your feet up, and enjoy the episode you're about to listen. Justin and Gerardo will be with you momentarily. was regular you know yeah of course (laughs) it's all crazy that's all anyways it's also yesterday yeah Yeah. welcome back it's complicated you know of course of course uh but wayne face all thank you so much for joining us in this episode four of uncensored um i can't appreciate you guys uh being here first guest ever Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. No, no, guys, thank you. Um, Honestly, I never thought it would be a possibility to have guests on this podcast, but fuck it, we over we overcame it, and uh, you guys are here. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we're doing it. So, so of course, um, how have you guys been handling the whole COVID nineteen stay at home thing? Uh, I became a pizza boy because I have no other income, so that's you know that's fun. Nice blow to the ego, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, bro? You're essential. You're an essential worker. I swear to God, I was delivering a pizza, and this lady, she looked at me in the eye, and she goes, I want to thank you for being an essential worker. And I was like, this is how doctors feel. I get it now. I get it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, uh, all these, you know, delivery people, even the people working at the, the grocery stores, you know, they're putting their lives on the line because they're, you know, because you don't know what can happen, you know? Yeah. It's so, weird. It's yeah. Weird. Yeah. You're, well, you're at the very least you're risking feeling like shit. At the very least. Yeah. No. So it's like, you know, that's why I think anyone who's working right now, like should at least get like three months off of their taxes or three months of their taxes back or just no taxes yes. next year. Some yeah. like that. Yeah, like, yeah, like fucking if Jeff Bezos cannot pay can pay zero dollars, <laughs> why can't fucking the grocery <laughs> store person at Ralph who's gonna be shitting blood in a month, like not fucking get tell at least why, some money back? Tell me why when I found out that one of the symptoms of the disease is you can't smell or taste, I was like, What kind of evil curse is this? Why? Like really? I thought at worst oh. you get a little like some sniffles and you feel like shit, but I was like, I can't taste. Why, God? What did we do? You know, who opened the For seventh real. seal? It depends. This, it depends who you are. <laughs> yeah, this thing literally sounds like a biblical plague. Like, like it's wild. It, it's crazy. Yeah, um, no, honestly, my uh, I was about to say yeah, my uh, my family, my immediate family, they're Jehovah's Witness, and I can only imagine that they're just jerking off right now. I can only imagine <laughs> just going, yes, yeah. You thought we were assholes. I was I, I was joking, like I was like, I think God gave us up for Lent. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, so both of you guys, of course, are comedians. Um, and where did you guys start, or when did you guys start? your comedic careers if i can say when you want to go first or um, you... um yeah sure I'll... I, I right now i would call it more of a comedian internship you know it's i think i made altogether a hundred dollars doing comedy last year you know if i count the chicken wings and beer i was feeding <laughs> <Yeah>. but um, <laughs> beer too but 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I'm moving up in the world. You know, I'm a made guy now. You know, um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I did my first open mic when I was 17. Um, got really high. Went with my friends to this um, comedy club in um, downtown Sacramento. And I did maybe one minute of written material and then the rest was just like crowd work where thank God there was like a drunk lady in the crowd to like help me out with that. But um, even despite that kind of meh, shitty experience, um, I just knew like, okay, this is something I want to do forever. It was just, I got a high from it, you know? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I yeah. Get you. Uh, cool. For bad. me, uh, for me, like I'm 33 now, but I, uh, I started, I started when I was 20. One time I, I went, to, I used to go to this hookah bar in the Valley here in LA. Cause I'm from here. Uh, and they had, yeah. they would have a comedy night on Mondays. And I always wanted to be a comedian since I was like, since I was a kid, since I saw like Martin Lawrence and like J- and uh, Jim Carrey as a kid, like those were like people I really liked. Right. Um, so when I was right. twenty, I like just asked them if I could do some time, and I was a regular. So the owners were like, oh yeah, give him some time. But they would have like, this was actually like a good spot for comics to come work out, like because they like Ma- Sean and Marlon Wayans came there before, and like always uh, like, wow. but it, you know they had everybody, always working comics, like people with specials. So they gave me three minutes, and I was like, just awful. But the guy was like, "You got something there." The guy was like, "You got something there." Just keep. And he was like pushing me to come back. So I did it, and then I right, literally right. just just never took it too seriously. And my mom wanted me to go to college, so I I dropped it, and then mm. I fucking and so I did. I dropped it. I would do maybe like what they call a bringer show, where you have to bring people to perform, like maybe once in a while, just for friends. Ugh. Maybe like maybe I do it like once or twice, right, right. three times a year. Maybe a couple open mics after that, and then I just stopped doing it all together. Until I got until about four years ago, I really I dropped out of law school. I was like I was doing a ton of I was just I was just doing a ton of drugs and not really I had no motivation in life. And I was like I I was like I gotta I was like (laughs) stop talking about my life right now. So so I was like I literally was like a guy who'd stay up three days in a in a row partying when I didn't have to work. Like I so I had so I was just like I need to do something here. And then I was like you know my friend one of my best friends danny waters he's like a working actor he really pushed me he's like dude you have the gift just go fucking do it and i did it and since i it hadn't been my first time at it i stood out like at the open mics and stuff and i i shot up pretty quickly to like making it into an actual career but uh yeah but i had i heard her put in a lot of work before and i never stopped writing yeah but yeah also yeah, of course i sucked no, the right no dicks one, too no one so. <laughs> I mean, that's the most that's important part. That's, that's, you, you gotta, you gotta know which that's one. The funnest that's the part. That's sixty percent of it. Fuck the right dick, and then keep writing. <laughs> Does it all come part of the package? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, it's somebody's package that's going in there. <laughs> um, do you guys remember your first like gig? First paid gig? Uh, yeah. If you if you want to say that. Um. I think the first time like someone where I had like a comedy moment that I thought it would always be like um, where I did a, <clears throat> I did a set over at Harvell's in Long Beach, just like kind of like um, nightclub speakeasy sort of feel. And it's a comedy burlesque show. It still goes on. Um, shout out to Harvell's. Um, they, um, they would let me do like five minutes at the opening and I had one good set like one really good set there. The crowd was just feeling it and I killed. And as I'm getting right. off stage, this guy, um, Enrique Hernandez, shout out to Enrique. He goes, dude, that was awesome. Um, 
I want you to be on uh, my show. And I'm picturing, you know, like fucking spotlights, the improv, um, fucking the laugh factory, something like that. He's like, we're doing tacos and meaches in uh, downtown Whittier. And I'm like, all right, good enough. Um, (laughs) So that was the first time, (laughs) you know, and, you know, it was a good lineup. You know, I um, it was fucking Trevor Wallace was on the show. um, Narciso Gonzalez. um, There was another dude kind of like this older cat um, who's been doing comedy for years. um, Enrique Morales, I think I'm butchering his name. Um, But, yeah, that was the first time I made twenty dollars and a beer. And. It was just it was kind of like this crazy experience because the crowd was full. I I wouldn't say it was like my demographic necessarily. Like I'm kind of like a younger sort of alty like fuck you comic. They were like older Latin people. Um, So I think they gave me I did as well as I could have with that crowd considering the material I do. But it was a fun time. You know, I hung out after the show. I met people and I felt like, okay, this is definitely something I want to do. I will do whatever I have to, to make this work. You know, where's the bank I got to rob? Whose dick do I have to suck? Whose <laughs> asshole is getting licked? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. That's crazy though. That's crazy. Um, you? Yeah. I assume you is me. Uh, <laughs> we're not in the yeah. same room, by the way. Just, <laughs> just to tell everybody, we're not in the same room. We're doing this online. I don't want people like fucking blowing us up. Like you're not social distancing. <laughs> we're yeah. protesting fuck my body my yeah. choice but, <laughs> oh my god uh, i gotta hit those people um uh. <laughs> <laughs> no i well I, I i guess mine's like kind of in a two-prong way the first time i got really paid i got paid for comedy was was a bringer show at the comedy store where they uh like the guy his name is vargas and he's nice enough to pay you if you bring more than 10 people and everyone and That's everyone right. was rooting for me to come back into like doing something with my life and doing comedy again because people had been hurry, hearing that I was I used to do it for years that so like there was like such a big turnout that it was like five dollars per person and that over like if you bring over ten people and like fucking fifty something people showed up so so like Jesus so I just got I just yeah that was like that was like two hundred fifty something dollars I can't and then I was like oh dude you can make money in comedy like this is I just did like a ten minute set. He only gave me ten minutes because I brought fifty people. I was going to do like a seven minute set, but um, but uh-huh. then like and then I remember I got my first actual gig. That's not from like uh outside person from the actual club. It was at the Improv. They gave me a ten minute set to open to open a show, a cold open in the main room. I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm getting paid by the Improv directly, which is like, it was fucking ten dollars. <laughs> right, it was ten dollars and four dollar drinks. They didn't even much. they didn't even buy me a drink. <laughs> Oh, that's that's what, yeah, but shout out to the improv great place the improvs outside of la give you bank though no oh, okay what's the what's the difference between the improv and the laugh factory um just the just the owners are different uh you know it's just like imp- improv is now like its own uh chain they're a little more like corporate Im- Im- uh, laugh factory still like a uh, night like you know owned by jamie masada although he franchises it <laughs> He he does franchise. He owns right. a couple of them, but he, uh, you know, it's like there's just that's just like the big difference. The crowds are different. Laugh Factory, in my opinion, has the has the best crowd. They're just really it's a, a lot of tourists. Tourists are easier to make laugh than L.A. people. Uh, imp, improv right. improv yeah. has a lot of pretentious uh, people. It's but it, they they do have great food, and uh, they do have, they have a great crowd sometimes too. But like it's you know. It's just uh it just kinda it's just kinda like what 
you know, it's just the the room's a little different too. I like the the Laugh Factory's elevated stage. It's really tight, it's like almost like I don't know how they fit that many people in there, but it's great. The energy is great because you got everyone on top of each other. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I've never been to to the Laugh Factory. Well, you, you live in LA. You haven't been to the Laugh Factory. <laughs> For real, yeah, it's it's wild. I, I, I always tell I always tell myself I'm like, damn, I want to go like see a show. I'll, leave, I'll give you some. But I, I never get. To I'll leave you free tickets next if you ever like, want to come. I, I have my weekly show every Friday. So, all right, all right, G. You, you, all right, G. You here you heard it here first. Free yeah. tickets. Yeah, free, free tickets. tickets. <laughs> Yo, you, you remember when we went to go see the the fucking Hodge twins? That was like three years yeah. ago, wasn't it? I think more. Like four was years it? ago, I think so. That oh no, I saw the video. Right? Yeah, it was at the improv. I think it was at the. I can't remember, but it was at. I think it was the Hollywood Improv. Yeah, I think it was too. To. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been this. it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, but for this question is for the both of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Does every. Uh, gig that you do is it's i'm pretty sure it's different like the crowds are different everything like do you what do you have to do in order to prepare for that um i would say for me it's just i just fucking i look at you know i look at my writing i look at my notes on my phone or whatever i try not to bring my phone on stage i know that that's dumb um but i do sort of like that look of this guy's got it together even though inside i'm fucking just shitting myself um (laughs) right you know um but i mean for the most part it's just you know you look at the crowd for me like i like talking with other comics beforehand you know how was the crowd or whatever um how do they look like i said if it looks like an older crowd then i try i don't i try not to change my material too much like i just try to feel like okay even if i bomb with 95 percent of the people here there's going to be that 5% who are with me who think whatever I'm saying is funny. Like there has to be at least one person who thinks that this horse shit is funny. So I'm just going to barrel through. And um, I mean, and if I bomb, I bomb. I, you know, joke about it with my friends. You know, it's not like, you know, it's not the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. There's no physical punishment for bombing. So I just go, I just try to have as much fun as I can, as cliche as that sounds. You know, just have fun guys. But but that's what I try to do. And worst case scenario, I'm with other comics. We can have a drink afterwards. We can all go, oh, that sucked or that was yeah. fun. And yeah, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. What about you, uh, Faye? Yeah. Um, Faye, I'm not like a 70-year-old woman. <laughs> you, you can, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Faye. It's facial or face if you uh, – if you just because I don't think anyone knows how to say my name. Um, you know, for – like, you know, the preparation kind of comes from doing like mics and open mics and like uh, maybe bar shows and smaller shows. Because for me, playing at the Laugh Factory is still kind of a big deal or the clubs because I'm still like on, on my way up. But um, hopefully. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, right. but, um, you know, like, you know, like to like a Chris D'Elia playing the Laugh Factory is, his, is how he practices. But like, you know, it just comes from writing yeah. and stuff. Before the show, like, you know, at the long, like, for example, at the Long Beach Laugh Factory, I have a hard time there sometimes because it's a different kind of crowd that, than what usually goes for me. Um, you know, there's a lot of old white people in the crowd. There's a lot of, uh, like, right. like, I'm talking about like really old, like a 40 year old white person likes me, like a seven year old white person doesn't get me. 
Because if I, at the Long Beach, yeah, it's a mixed crowd. Yeah, I'm talking about the 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 black people that are there are cool. The Hispanic people get me. The, but there's an old white, mm-hmm. w- there's an old white white uh, blue collar crowd there too. So it's a mix of those demographics. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I used to have trouble there. I know how to approach them now because you you can't talk about like stuff that's too LA like Tinder and Tinder and stuff. Uh, you have to like really really explain it to the older white people that like that like so they under so they understand. Right. You can't be like oh Tinder. They just don't know what that means. So like yeah, you can't just expect it to expect. So I, I do is. look at I, I do look at the crowd. I do look at the crowd. I'm like, what am I, are there jokes I can't do here? Are there something? Is there something I have to? Uh, is there something I have to like lose, or is there something I have to? Fight? Is there something I have to um, like? Ex- or is there something I'm gonna have to explain more? And that's like you know, before right. I used to just be like, drop it, or I didn't want to change my material. I was like, fuck it, then I'll work it out for the crowd that does love me. Uh, or mm-hmm. and then, but like I'm trying to yeah, I've learned how to how to kind of approach it a little differently and it's been better. But yeah, I usually, I'm like a baseball player too. I like, I have the same weird rituals. I'm stupid with my phone too. I turn it off for every set because every time I've, uh, I like, I'm superstitious where every time I've like, every time I've had the best sets ever, my phone was off. So I've always like, <laughs> like I, I sing the same, I sing the same song right before I go on stage. <laughs> I like that. Right. I like that you treat comedy the same way some gamblers treat yeah. blackjack. It's like, all right, you know, yeah. do I have my lucky yeah, hat on? Yeah. It's more like it's for me. It's more like a baseball player. It's just like, yeah. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just like, like, dude, if, if like, I think I bombed in this one Adidas shirt once, and I never fucking wore that on stage again. It's in the back of the closet. This <laughs> fucking, I'm like, I'm so stupid. It makes no sense. But I sing Power Glide, but by fucking Ray Sherman. Before I go on stage every yep. time, and it has to be this black beetles, black beetles are great. Yeah, that, yeah. So that, I'm like, I'm stupid like that, but it calms me down. Like you know, like Dirk Nowitzki used to uh, used to sing a, a song before he shot when he shot free throws. That's where I got it from. Right, right. <laughs> it works. It works. Amen. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Whatever helps you. Yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wait, you drink before you go up? Yeah. I, no, I um. I treat going on stage the same way I would like an acting gig. It's like, I, I'm going to be a shittier actor if I'm drinking. So it's like, I'm going to be a shittier performer um, if I drink. So it's like for, for me, it's just easier to be sober minded. The adrenaline on stage is like, I feel like it helps me <clears throat> to be a better performer. It helps me to want to be a better performer because I've gone on stage drunk and felt that I did well. But then I see the video later and I'm like, Oh, it's a drunk asshole on stage. Isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I, yeah. I like to, I like to go up stone cold sober unless, uh, unless I like, don't give a fuck about the show and somebody invited me out for like yeah. happy hour. And I'm like, I don't care about this gig. I'm doing them a favor. <laughs> like I, I yeah. remember one time I, I showed up to a show in shorts because I was out all day <laughs> drinking and I just told the, cr- I told the crowd straight. It was at a bar show. And I told the crowd straight, I was like, hey, it's not that I wasn't prepared. It's my lack of respect for the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just know I don't care and I don't need uh, yeah, this. You, you guys paid right. your $10, but I'm not getting paid here, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. Um, do, do some people come up to you after, like, you perform and, like, try and like offer you drinks if you perform, though? once once i've had that happen um for the most part it's like i think anytime it's like i've performed at like any sort of gig um where the crowd is still hanging around afterwards i'm it's like usually the comics are 
off somewhere or like um, yours are just sort of saying goodbye to everyone as they file out. But like at that one gig I was telling you about, like the tacos and meaches one, you know, I had like um, <clears throat> this guy who I'd kind of busted his balls doing crowd work and I felt bad about it. But, you know, right. he was like, hey, man, that was really funny. Um, and he offered to buy me a drink. I was really nervous because I've had people fucking try to fight me before after crowd work right. I did. So I was like, oh, let's see where this one goes. Um, but yeah, just once. Normally it's just I try to like say goodbye to people and thank them for coming out. But oh, okay. no drinks, no offers of sex just yet. Um, I'm trying to get to, <laughs> I'm trying to get Delia, you know, I'm trying to right. get a phone. Not at that level. Why would <laughs> right. someone want to fight you? But... Uh, well, <laughs> so I used to do, so I used to do this, by the way, um, listeners, in case you can't tell, I'm a black guy. I know, um, a lot of people <laughs> don't assume that I'm a black guy just based on my voice and my mannerism and everything about me. But so I'm a black guy and I used to do this joke on stage about how, um, anytime I've ever dated a white girl, I always think it's funny to imagine that when she dates a white guy afterwards, she'll tell him, oh yeah, I once had sex with a black guy. And I always picture <laughs> And I always wonder, am I the black guy that they think of, you know, like the, the punchline used to be like, like, do they think of a black guy or like a black guy? Yeah. yeah. And um, right. so I, uh, I saw this guy sitting there um, and I should have known he was like this big buff shave headed, like not like skinhead shaved head. I don't think um, shaved head white dude. He had a Belmont Shore rugby team shirt that was being stretched at the fucking chest because of his pecs. And was being stretched oh at the uh, sleeves because of his biceps, and I and I and I did forty five seconds of like this guy looks tough. This guy looks like he slaps people for sneezing too loud. This guy looks like he punches walls. To keep this guy looks like this guy looks like he punches walls to keep his knuckles tough. You know, and I just and I I even said I don't think I should do this next joke. And he goes, do it. So I go, well, hey man. And if your girlfriend who was sitting next to him, by the way, who's laughing, who's having a great time, this cute blonde right. girl, I go, if she said she had slept with a black guy, like, would you picture me or would you picture like 50 cent or, you know, whatever I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I do the rest of my bit. The crowd's having fun. She's having fun. And he's kind of sitting there like laughing the way I imagine like a Terminator would if they oh. you know, were trying to like <laughs> imitate laughter. Um, right, right. And I go up to shake his hand after the show because he didn't heckle me. He just sat there silent like fucking Jeffrey Donner. And um, right. and I go to right. shake his hand and he goes and he stands up and goes, let's talk outside. And then we walk oh, outside okay. and he looks at, and he turns Ooh. around and keep in mind, this is at a coffee shop. <laughs> this is not a bar. Oh, no one's God. been drinking. Oh, he's been sitting there drinking a cappuccino, getting fucking angry at me. And um, so he's completely sober. then. He's completely sober. He's just a sociopath. <laughs> like, right. um, So we're standing Jeez. in front. So I'm standing in front of the door and he looks at me with dead eyes and he goes, so what was that about my girlfriend fucking a black guy? And I go, oh, geez. Anyway, the story gets more boring from there. We just argued. I threatened to call the cops on him because that's the type of black guy I am. And right. um, yeah, you know, we, we we broke it up. And all my comic friends sat there either recording on their phone or doing nothing. And I was like, this guy's going to push me. <laughs> I, and I'm standing in front of the glass doors of the cafe. And I'm thinking like, this guy's going to push me through these glass doors. Yeah, but, for uh, real. And all my comic friends will do nothing. <laughs> like they will right. go, "Hey, this guy's gonna beat me to a pulp." And you're you gonna need help to, you me? need to get the like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you need to get the Rogan type of fucking crew. The guys, yeah, the guys I need more Rogan-y friends. <laughs> yeah, you need the UFC guys. No. 
unfortunately, I'm the Rogan of my comic friends, and that's saying nothing. That's a <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> I work out three times a week, and it's really half ass. Yeah. So yeah. ten minute workout at home. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for <laughs> it's P ninety A, not P ninety X. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the beginning. It's, yeah, it's like yeah. the way beginning of P ninety X. Way early on. It's the one Todd Send that to me. I'll, yeah. I'll do that shit. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Face? Have, has anybody ever offered you drinks? Oh, your, uh, oh all the time. All the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they always. <laughs> yeah, especially like at Laugh Factory, and I'm like, I get free drinks here. <laughs> this is, like, this is, yeah, it's like uh, yeah, Laugh Factory is pretty generous with the with the booze, um, uh, which is literally how I get paid there. No, they they're good, uh, but yeah, no, they I get I get a lot of people send me drinks, people try to buy me drinks, uh, and I and I take them because I am an alcoholic, so I have no problem taking their fucking hey. I have no problem <laughs> right, taking right. their fucking drinks. No, but um, <laughs> at Laugh Factory, I'm just like, no, I'm good, but thank you. Uh, the only time I take them though is if like is it is if it helps the waitress out. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, fucking take the drink. Like, like I'll be like, yeah, put it on his tab. But like, I'll do that to help the waitress out because they're like family to me. So uh, that's when I will take it. But I'm literally like, I'm literally already getting free drinks there, so it's, there's no point. Um, yeah, yeah. There, I, but there's like some shows like where they don't buy my drinks and people try to buy them before or after. Before I never drink, but I was like, after I'll take your fucking drink. I'll have a drink with you. Yeah. One, t- one guy did try to tip me. It was a, f- a fuck. I don't want to say the celebrity's name because I forgot it, but it's like a country singer. She was like famous and she uh-huh. really did not like another comic set, but she loved mine. Oh, and okay. then they, so they come, they, they booed him and they got kicked out of Laugh Factory, but they, oh yeah, they put, like, like they were like, they were like, you mm. got to stop. And like, fuck this. We don't need this. We're leaving. Cause she was already famous. She was like, and, and her, uh, I guess her husband, who was also like her manager or something, was trying. To, he he, loaded, he liked my set. He wanted. To, he tipped me a hundred dollars, and but and, and my the Arab thing in me is like you don't accept money. At least you you don't accept money like that. Like you you rejected right, at first right. for, for for shame. But I'm like, dude, I'm not even fucking making a hundred dollars for this set. And so I was like, so I, said, <laughs> so I, said, I said, no, I'm good. Thank you. Just thank you for the compliment. And I thought he would offer it again, and then I was like, "All right, if you insist." He was like, "All right, cool." He put it back in his pocket. I was like, "Fuck!" I think the ancestors were happy. You cried. No, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My mom, my mom was like, my, my mom would. Have been, I think I told my mother, so she said, "You don't need the hundred dollars." I was like, "What are you talking about? I don't need a hundred dollars." What? It's like, mom, are you, you kidding, kidding me? Do you know how much? Do you know how much blow you can buy for? No, I'm kidding, but. Uh, <laughs> past life past life but uh but yeah no it's just like yeah i'm not i'm not taking it yeah that that was like the generous one i have you know what though like like uh sex though sex is the thing you get that you can get off because you i think wayne will agree with this you're never more sexy to a girl than when after you get off stage that's yep. the only oh, i'm pretty yeah, sure because you were the guy who was on stage. Besides that, too, it's just like stand-up specifically takes so much confidence, and that's what women look for. Like, right. dude, you can't – like, there's – you're like, okay, like, is he going to fucking f- change my tire? No. But look to the – but he has some balls. He has some fucking balls. Yeah. yeah. Balls that I will touch because I saw him making me laugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you guys done deal with, like, hecklers, right, when you guys oh, perform? Yeah. How is it? Mm. Like, what do you guys do in order to like avoid the heckler? Um, face. You want to take that one? I'm oh, trying yeah, to think sure. Of yeah, sure. I have, I have like thousands of heckler stories, but um, 
But like, <laughs> so like at a nice club, like Laugh Factory Improv, Comedy Store, they'll usually right. get on top of it pretty quickly and tell them to shut up. But there's sometimes where right. they take a while to get there. And like, and like, there's times where you're like, fuck it, I'll drop the material and make fun of them. Now, early on, right. early on, you, you don't have that ability to just shut someone down after like, that's not, that's like something that comes later for most people. Uh, I mean, I remember like there was a, there was this group of fucking, there was a redneck bachelor party at the Long Beach Laugh Factory and the security didn't oh, give a man. shit. They were like rowdy as hell. They, they were rowdy before and they just decided that their whole night was going to be heckling every comic and they never even got kicked out. So I was hosting that night. I didn't have, I didn't want to like fucking make fun of them cause they looked like they would charge the stage. So I, so I tried to right, get them right, right. involved. That's one thing you could do. Just talk to them and get them involved. And like like get someone involved and then just like make it like have a have a back and forth and make fun of them or just or just talk together and find something funny since if they're gonna keep interrupting. That night though they just weren't you couldn't even talk to them they just fucking talk, yelled stupid shit like because they were wasted. They got off a party bus if that makes. They got off a par- uh, if that oh makes yeah goodness. they got off a party bus to go to the Long Beach Laugh Factory. So I, I, I kept so last five minutes I just decided fuck it I'm gonna roast them dip out the back and take off. So I just, so I just did right. that, you know, I just was like, fuck it. First I called them the sons of anarchy and then I fucking, and then I was just, and then I was like, what, I was like, what the, f-? I was like, where are you, I was like, where are you, you're getting married. I was like, where are you registered? Which Walmart are you registered at? And then I was just like, just kept clowning them. And then I was like, what, you guys, yeah, your yeah, usual yeah. hangout, like Fridays, Chili's all closed up. Why'd you guys have to come to fucking, <laughs> and then I just like clown them and then I dipped out the back. But hecklers, there are times too, where you really just want to work on material and you have to just like cut the show for right. a second, like because they're, yep. they're being too disruptive, and it's like ruining it for everybody. And if security is not doing anything, I've had to like tell people like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to talk to other people now," <laughs> or like, "Hey, I'm or, hey, I just like there are people who paid for this and nobody paid to hear you." And then you might make fun of security too. You're like, "Hey, what the fuck is there security here? Great security at this club is a great line to use." <laughs> but yeah, right. like <laughs> most of the time, you just try to like involve them or shut them down. But if you do have to work on material, sometimes you just have to like fucking it does it sometimes it just stops getting funny for for a minute and then you get you gotta get all like the principal. Right. <laughs> like I'll right, fuck it yeah. or like your or your dad, yeah. like I'll pull this car over. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure it gets annoying. Oh, of course. Like, uh, like after a while, I have to keep like doing it consistently. Because our because the show that you know G and I went to like three years ago there was a remember g that one heckler oh yeah yeah like, <laughs> there was a, there was a, yeah he just wouldn't shut up and like the two guys yeah, that they went ended to up go see him too yeah, I remember. yeah they just ended up roasting him and like he just kept commenting or like, or like just saying stupid shit and like i just i kept looking at g and i'm like bro like this was fucking up the night <laughs> like i want to hear these guys but this asshole like to our left is just like saying stupid shit and like and i'm not even performing and, and I'm getting butt hurt, you know, because of this guy. Yeah, and like towards the, the the end of the show, those, those comedians were like, you know, thanks a lot for coming out, you know, you know, thanks a lot, except for that one fucker in the audience. Yeah, they <laughs> called him out like that. <laughs> that and, funny. But and yeah, he wouldn't shut up. And yeah, he just wouldn't. Got annoyed. But, and, and the reason I brought up heckling is because uh, there's this video on uh, Faces uh, Instagram about a poor <laughs> yeah, <that> guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the reason I brought it up. Uh, who was like uh, 
What did he well, do? Well, like in the beginning, if you mind well, in the beginning it. of my set, he was just like talking. He was just lit when he got there, and I was, you know, I, you know, the host goes up, and I heard him talking a little bit, and then he goes up and he starts talking in the beginning, and I'm like, "Fuck it, let's get you. you want to be involved? Let's involve you." And he was literally dressed in like those brown sunglasses that you haven't seen anybody wear outside of Miami in years. And like fucking right. a Sean John shirt, and I'm like, all right, Sean. <laughs> so I just go, so I, so I go up to him. I literally did like, I think this clip's like two or three minutes. I did like a couple minutes on him, and I was like, hey, Sean Paul, how are you? You having fun? So I called him Sean Paul, and then we just like we fuck around, and he was like, I got plenty of money, plenty of money, and I was like, nobody with a Sean John shirt has plenty of money. <laughs> and I was like, and then, I don't know, it's a pretty funny clip, but he like, yeah, we just had like a good, I had a good time. Roasting it, that kind of shut him down. But he actually, because I was doing you know twenty minutes, he came back later on, started talking, and that's when like he was disrupt, being so disruptive. I was like, "Hey, buddy," I actually that's when I got I had to get serious with him like ten minutes later. That's not in the clip, but like later on, I had to like get. I said, "Hey, right. bud, you now you're interrupting. We were having fun, but now you're interrupting." Yeah. And I and it like yeah. it, it like literally cut all the momentum of the laps, and I had to like build up again for the last three minutes. Uh, oh, oh, was, uh, I was like, dude, I was like, this is a great bit that you're ruining. It's the best joke I've ever written, and I'm trying to end on it. Yeah. Right. Nothing worse than winning comedy. You have to go, all right, look, in all seriousness, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> that's what people want to hear. Like, I like the that's what they, they go home. Like, I like when he reprimanded that Puerto Rican guy. Yeah, my favorite right. part was when he became the substitute teacher. That was fun. I like yeah, that. I hate that. Know? Right. Guys, seriously we are he- no i mean i've been there i i've so been there like um i think my latest tech was um i was doing a bar show i was at an irish bar like um this irish pub thing over in belmont shore in long beach and the crowd was fun um and i was doing like jokes like hey you know like this is an all white crowd and like uh, my brother was there my brother is like um he looks like have you guys seen moonlight yeah uh, yeah he dresses like fucking he dresses like um Mahershala Ali's character in Moonlight, so like grills and do rag, right. and right. um, and we're half brothers. So I, I was like, hey guys, I want to, I want you guys to give a hand uh, for my brother here, and he stood up, and I was like, and I can tell this is a white audience because you guys were thinking, is that like your brother or like your brother? And so I did, yeah. you know, I just did that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and like for a black comic, I don't do like a lot of white people, black people jokes. I just do like my own weird comedy or whatever. But I think that rubbed this guy the wrong way so much that. Um, oh, and I did a bit about the cops, which just in Belmont Shore, if you guys don't know, is like the moneyed white part of Long Beach. So this guy got really upset about that. So he starts going down in front in the black hat. And it took me a second to realize what he was talking about because I'm wearing a black hat and. I'm kind of looking around. I'm trying to help. I'm like, who's down in front with the black hat? And then I realize he's talking about me. And the story doesn't have any funny ending. It just like, I just kind of was like, okay, I mean, dude, are you okay? And like the drunk, this drunk kind of surfery guy in the front just goes, dude, fuck him. Just keep going, man. And I'm like, you guys want me to just fuck it and keep going? And the crowd goes, yeah. So do it. So with the crowd on my side, I figured I could just plow through. But um, but yeah, no, it was just weird because I'm thinking like because the worst thing about a heckler is like Face was saying is, is this guy going to derail the rest of my set? Like is is this set, which is supposed to be about me getting my name out there, you know, building up my rapport with um, audiences, building up my, you know, my rep around Long Beach and L.A. Or is it going to be about me arguing with this old bearded white guy? <laughs> 
who certainly mm-hmm. looks like he protested taking down the Confederate monuments. <laughs> like, is it going to turn into? <laughs> is it going to turn into that, or is it going to be us having fun? And it ended up being fun. Um, I ended it right. with a bit about porn, and that's you know who doesn't have fun with that. So, All right. I mean, so it ended up fine, but. Like I said, between that and the guy who tried to fight me, hecklers, I always just try to shut them down as soon as possible and just try to get the crowd on my side to say like, okay, guys, do we all want to hear this guy or do you guys want to hear me? And generally speaking, the crowd is going to go for you, you know, so. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah. try to use yeah, it. I'm pretty sure. We shame people in my household. We yeah. shame people. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> but it's crazy. But uh, where, I want to ask this. Um what which uh in i don't i don't want to say environment but can you recall your best performance and your least best performance um best performance anytime i'm in a crowd with sort of like um like if i'm in a crowd of sort of you know like-minded liberal sort of coastal <laughs> you know Um, Because it's like I do jokes, you know, it's like my partner is non-binary. So it's like I'll do jokes about that. Um, Like I do this joke um, where I go, my partner is non-binary. Their pronouns are they, them, which I like. I like that my partner's pronouns are they, them, because now every sex story sounds like a threesome. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Uh, So – so jokes like that, if if we're all sort of like, even if you're not like sort of on the, even if you sort of have your own weird feelings about queer theory, that's a joke that you can kind of get on board. But, you know, like Face was saying, if I'm in a crowd full of 70-year-old white people, 70-year-old black people, I don't know how that's going to go over. But those are generally my best sets. My worst sets are, like I said, like if it's me and a crowd of any sort of homogenous crowd. Like I, I don't do well in front of all white crowds, all black crowds, all, you know, Hispanic crowds. Like I need a mix. So like, um, like my, I, I want to say like my worst set was older Latin people, um, who lived in Downey Whittier, you know, fun, you know, fun people. We, you know, we were bullshitting after the show and it was fun having drinks, but while I'm doing my, sh- you know, while I'm doing my set, which may or may not include the word suicide, it's kind of like. You know, for older people who grew up in Downey listening to Dr. Dre, it's kind of like, what? You know, why? Um, that's a little bit tough. So and it's not even like I'm getting booed. It's the, it's even worse than that. It's just silence, which I think for me is the worst thing that can happen to a comedian. It's like at least with a heckler, there's an interaction that might build to something. Or at least like if people are booing, you know that maybe you're saying something that, well, ho, you know, I'm really edgy. But if people are just silently sitting there watching you, you feel like I'm a, you know, you feel like you might as well have a jester's hat on. Yeah. Um, So I think any sort of homogenized crowd I tend to do worse with because generally speaking, that crowd tends to find one comic funny. Like, like, okay, this is a crowd that finds Gabriel Iglesias fucking hilarious. (laughs) Right. And (laughs) and finds Mike Birbiglia to be a weird white boy and. I generally tend to be on the Mike Birbiglia spectrum of comedy. Yeah, so that's the funny thing. That's the thing about comedy. As much as like, yeah, there's there's a such thing as talent and no talent there, but it is there is subjective. There's a subjective theory. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna do well with like, you know, I'm not. You know, if I start doing like, if there's like Bill Maher's crowd who's there to hear political humor, that's not me. I'm I am dick jokes 
And <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I, I like. There's, it's just you know, you do play to your audience. I have, I know people who think Crystalia is is the goat, the greatest comedian of all time, and I would mm-hmm. say he's definitely in the Hall of Fame and up there. But I, but but there are people who just like, oh, I don't really like him. I, I think it's just like, I don't really like his 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 thing. I like, uh, you know, those people. Those people. There's there, there's people. I have my roommate. My roommate just like uh as like loves Chappelle, but doesn't really like uh, like that many other black comics because he because he's mm-hmm. a racist. No, he uh, <laughs> no, <'cause>, <laughs> no he, <laughs> Chappelle's one of the good no, ones. He's like Chappelle's one of those good boys. No, he uh, <laughs> you know, he's uh, no, but he's he's a he's he's a freaking Jewish uh, he's a Jewish guy from the fucking suburbs. From Woodland Hills, he right. he fucking he right. you know he which is right next to Calabasas for people who don't know, uh he you know he it, it doesn't like he can't go up and watch like fucking earthquake and think you know think he's funny like like because it just when he can't relate to anything he's saying it's like yeah, yeah. it's like right. y'all ever see like yo why are the biscuits so dry at Popeyes and it's like he's like I don't know what is that like a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like the, the, the thing is like uh you know if, in front of a middle eastern crowd i do well in front of a fucking you know and, 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 and white people because they love to laugh at uh, minorities so yeah but you know there's you know there's uh there's you know i don't i agree with you though yeah i i can't tell you my worst i can tell you my worst i can tell you the worst set i've uh, the, the most torturous set was when those fucking hillbillies had their uh uh, their Sons of Anarchy bachelor party at the fucking laugh. That was the worst set ever. Because uh, you, uh, you couldn't even right. like get a word in. They were just so drunk. They were just yelling the whole time. So that was that was that was I'm definitely the sure. worst. I did I did like that. My I got to roast them at the end. Um, yeah, like yeah. There's uh, I told them not to rush into having having kids or like please don't ever have kids. Don't re- don't procreate. Right. But, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was but like there's just been so many good ones. Right. I'm sorry, sorry. Sure. I got disconnected for a second. You guys, you guys hear me? Yeah. You guys hear yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, you sound okay. a little far away. Yeah. You're good. Now I'm good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I fucking, I talked with, I talk like Middle Eastern with my hands and I smacked the cord out. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'd say there's been so many at the Laugh Factory that have been great. Um, but one of my, my favorite weekend ever. Uh, like performing shows. It was all at the Ontario Improv and I got to open or feature for um, Maz Jabrani and like for a Middle Eastern man, it was always my dream to perform with him because he was like the, he was the only Middle Eastern comic. We didn't have anybody else. I'm not, you know, he's Persian, I'm Arab, but that was like the the most relatable person I can be be with. I mean, I used to relate to black comics because when I grew up, I, I grew up like with a lot of my friends being black and honestly when i first did comedy i was yeah. a black comic i, I used to just go my face <laughs> i had I, I i i spoke i spoke completely differently than i do now i i every everybody it wasn't it wasn't like i wasn't faking anything it was just like how i was and then i was like wait you've been in the valley since like middle school now you you're not like the, you're not like this anymore i used to i used to like you know i was uh i, I spent time all over la between the valley and Englewood and West LA and like Hollywood. Uh, but, but like, all, you know, all my friends got bust in too. when <laughs> even though I went to the Valley school. So I like, yeah, I literally thought I was black, but I always still was like, Maz Bryant, this guy's so cool. He's like, 
he's talking about yeah. like being Muslim, but not being like really Muslim and still drinking. I was like, this is me. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Fa- <laughs> no, what's up? Oh, I was about to say face. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. I was about to say, would you say that there's sort of like a growing Middle Eastern comedy scene? Because I feel like maybe it's just the circle that I run in, but I feel like there is starting to be more Middle Eastern representation in comedy. And I think it's like this great thing because like you said, I think growing up, you either only saw white, black, or like Latin comics. And with white and black comics, it was sort of, you had maybe five. With Hispanic comics, you know, you had maybe two. And I don't like, and I think maybe Margaret Cho, and I'm not even being like trying to be funny, like, but she was like the only like Asian American comic I ever saw. And I think, is Russell Peters Middle Eastern? He's Indian, so he's not. He doesn't. He doesn't count. Like, he's Indian, so he's not Middle Eastern. Okay, South Asian. He's like South Asian. Yeah, he's South Asian. He's he was yeah. a, and yeah, but no, you're absolutely right. And the thing that's what's great. Like I wish there was less now, so I would get looked at. But the good thing is, <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is they're starting. Yeah, Ram, <laughs> the good thing is that Rami Rami Yusuf, uh, you know, like he fucking. He he got he, you know he's he you know he won a, a Golden Globe this year so now they're gonna start looking for all the Arabs they're like all right who was, who was the oh next hell yeah so I, they're gonna they're gonna get to like the Fahim Wars and the freaking like you know all the good Amir K's and those good guys and they're gonna trickle down to me and then they're gonna they're, they're gonna I'm gonna be scraped by the bottom of the barrel when like Trader Joe's starts streaming live TV and they need me they want me to do a special that's that's gonna be me but uh like yeah no they, it's it's great because like. It's also like not only was there only the like those there was only white and black comics and like and just Margaret Cho. <laughs> the mm-hmm. the thing is like right. back in the back in the day, now you can like you can be a black comic without having to like only address the black community. Like because you have Donald you have yes. Donald Glover, who is I mean, and he's not really right. doing comedy anymore. I think he did that like as a um, social experiment or something. But <laughs> but right, like yeah. he just does stuff to prove that he yeah can. yeah he's, he's fucking great yeah. but yeah th- like you you know you could be like a wayne brady like oh, that's a bad example but yeah. you, you know there's different there's right. different types <laughs> like a wyatt sanat you there's different types of black comics as opposed to like the old like appeal to the south appeal to hip-hop appeal to like the struggle mm-hmm. like there you could be a suburban black person now and be fine yeah <laughs> It's right. no, it, it is. I think that's the beautiful thing is like, um, is that you, you don't have to be the black comic that people expect black comics to be, you know, like, I think that it is beautiful that, um, that you don't have to be a deaf jam comic yeah. to be a black comic anymore. Right. <laughs> right. But like you said, right. I wish that there were fewer black comics. Cause at this point, like I said, being black is not enough to get on the ticket. Like it's like right. before it used to be like, Hey, and we got this black guy too. And now it's like, well, look, man, we got you. We got well, uh, your, your, your ticket um, is marrying that, uh, your, your partner, marry your partner. You, that, there you go. That's, oh, it. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yes. Right. That's the ticket right, right there. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I identify as a comic. You should book. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, who are your guys's? comedic goats like your top five comedians uh, i mean louis ck if we're still allowed to well, say that it's weird <laughs> yeah uh, here we go <laughs> well in that case gary glitter i always know um uh no, I think Louis C.K. Um, and I mean, and just being honest, he does have a well he fall he falls back on. Like I think every comic does, 
But I think structurally, his specials are very good. Um, here's another one. I think um, Bill Cosby. I'm just going to name rapists. No, um, <laughs> uh, Bill Cosby, again, structurally what he does is hilarious. He doesn't tackle things socially like I would. Like I would. Um, but, you know, he's a funny guy. I think Chris Rock is someone whose energy I admire. Like he's sort of like the performer that I aspire to be while comedically he's sort of not the topics that I touch on. Um, Dave Chappelle is interesting to me because he tackles that social commentator aspect of being a comedian, which again, I don't feel comfortable doing now, but I would say that in the future I would love to. And then I think of course you always got to give, you always got to give daps to uh, Richard Pryor and George Carlin, like Richard Pryor, makes me laugh because of the human that he was on stage and you could feel his pain, him being this flawed, empathetic, fucking drug addict, fucking woman beating. Those are the things I support. No, um, <laughs> he was just this. It jokes, guys. Uh, jokes. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> that's why I like him. I didn't even listen to his comedy. No, um, <laughs> no, but him just being this empathetic person. Um, on stage and showing you his faults and George Carlin, even though he got a little bit, I think George Carlin went the route that Louis CK would have gone if his comedy or if his career had stayed on the same trajectory, which is sort of, he became more of a social commentator um, and more of an essayist on stage than I think he was funny. But I think after years of being a noteworthy name brand, and I don't mean that in a fucking name brand way, I think he earned that and I think he deserved it. So I think, you always get a, you always got to give props to them. I mean, and then of course Dimitri Martin, maybe not one of the greats, but being a sophomore in high school, he showed me what comedy could be. Stephen Wright showed me what comedy could be. Um, David Cross, all the alt comics who sort of get a bad rap, I um, I always res- give respect to them too. Well, at least because... you're not musical comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck those. <laughs> comics is what I call them. But yeah, no. So that's that's sort of my top. Um, I gave you twenty. I'm sorry. No, that's uh, cool. The more the merrier. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of hard to limit, <laughs> no. especially because there's more and more and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same here. Like yeah. of all time. Well, my number one of all time is Bill Burr. Uh, I I yes. I'm a I'm a yes. complainer. He's a complainer, and we <laughs> we do that. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> a I, yeah. Like I, he's definitely had an influence on how I write, at least in the beginning. Um, I've kind of found my voice but yeah it's uh yeah definitely definitely him um i i I, orny adams is another person who's one of my all-time favorites he and he knows it and we know each other and he makes it really fucking he really that's the i think that's why he likes me because he's a bit of a narcissist he like it you know how many people do you know how many people he follows on instagram Zero. Oh, he follows nobody. <laughs> he's he's so nice. He'll, Goals. He, he's he's so nice. He'll fucking always reply to anybody. Uh, he'll talk to you, he'll, but he he'll he he won't. He's like I don't. Why do I need to follow anybody? I don't want to follow. Anybody. He's uh like he, he one time we were backstage and he was like he was like you want you want to. He, first he comes back. He's like who wants to touch a famous person? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I do, and I give him five, and he was like, uh, and then he was like, he's like, you guys want to know why I'm a great comedian? You want to know why? Because and he's like, ask him, ask him who his favorite comedian is, and I point at him. He's like, see, that's the opinion that matters. The comedian's opinion is the comedian that matters. 
That's how exactly how he sounds, by the way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, wow. Yeah. Go <laughs> watch some of his stuff. He's, it's amazing. He had one of the best specials a couple of years ago on Showtime. Uh, it's like you could just watch his clips. He's, he's fucking hilarious. He never – every time he does a Laugh Factory, the room's not like – the room is not like completely – like he gets standing ovations there all the time. Uh, you know, and, and like, and then, and then he usually wants to go on early. It's like, oh, follow that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember I had like a great set one time, and he came on right after me, and fucking just like every, everyone was like, "Who the fuck was the Arab?" <laughs> <laughs> like nobody, everyone forgot about me within five minutes. Uh, but yeah, no, right he there, like bro. anyway, yeah, uh, he he's definitely one. Anthony Jezelneck is one of my all time favorites too. Because he, uh, yeah, right. because he, he, he's just, he, I just, I wish I could do what he does. I just love the way he writes. I love the way he makes fun of everything. I just think he's a great and intelligent person too. Um, yeah. yeah. And you know, uh, you know, and I, I know he, I know he hasn't put out something in a while. He's work. I know he's going to put it out soon. And I've had the pleasure of working with him a lot is Dane Cook. Still one of the people that made me want to do comedy. So Dane Cook is still, mm, yeah. still up there for me. Um, yeah, there's so many. Chris Rock for sure, and uh, oh yeah, Chris yeah, Rock. And, you know, and I, I got to go over a little bit. Bernie Mac and Dave Chappelle, they're they're. I think yeah. if Bernie Mac was alive right now, they'd be backing up the fucking Brinks truck to bring his money. He'd be getting his <laughs> dick sucked by Hadid sisters. Well, I like hey, look here, motherfuckers. You motherfucking bitches. I don't even know how to say your last name, but you motherfuckers gonna you guys gonna come to my house later. Don't, don't be wearing no yeah, fucking clothes. Yeah. Either. I ain't paid for all that. <laughs> right, right. <He> would be. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, there, I mean, there's there's so Dude, many. Think, yeah. To, it's just. Yeah. I mean, first, I mean, of course, all our all our lists are going to be different. Like for me, of course, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr. Uh, I enjoy Joe Coy. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, Joe Coy. I enjoy him. Of course, Bernie Mac. Uh, yeah. It's just there's just so many to like put into like a five, like top ten. I mean, top ten, top five. Um, it's just hard because there's so many. Because like you, you put one and you're just like, oh wait, but what about this yeah, guy? It's so hard to do. And it's like I need to put it. In. Yeah, it's so hard. By the way, I don't even know what to title this podcast. You guys got any suggestions? Louis C.K. did nothing. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> this is the one where we go yeah. there. Um, Let's see. Um, this, this is gonna be hard for me because I'm gonna have to edit this and be like, damn, what should I name this? I, 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 I had to come up with the title. Co- uh, comedians in quarantine. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, comedians. Yeah. comedians in quarantine Whatever. getting coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to be. All right. There we have it. That's the episode title. There you go. Well, thank, there you go. Well, I guess, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank you guys so much. If nice you guys to hear your voices for the first time right. online. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we can. Hopefully, once this this is over, we can do like an in person and actually. Oh, yeah, come, come yeah. through the yeah. Laugh Factory. I will leave you tickets. I'm there every Friday. When we get when we start yeah. up comedy yeah. next uh, year. <laughs> yeah, next yeah. year. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was you, about to say face. I will say hello to you. Just please remember this voice because you're gonna see a black guy who's. <laughs> hey, what? Hello, who's this Wayne Brady like <laughs> character? I don't know. Who's this? I'll make sure. <laughs> All right, you guys take care. <laughs> so, you guys take right, care bye. too. Take care. If you Thank guys you enjoy, <laughs> right? Yep. Take care, guys. Ladies. Thank you. Bye, bye, guys. All right, ladies. Oh.
All right, guys. So there you have it. You heard Face and you heard Wayne. Their yep. links will be in the description down below. Uh, go check out their stuff. Very funny. What'd you think, G? You killed uh, it. Pretty funny, man. <laughs> you killed you. it. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, that's it for episode four. Thank you so much. Sorry for being in such a big hiatus. It's just that we didn't have any time. Yeah, we're uh, trying to, to come up with how are we going to record. Yeah, know, and that too. Because we were like, uh, well, we should like either your house or my house record. But I'm like, no, yeah. we can't do that because we know, can't. Yeah, we can't. But anyways, guys, again, thank you so much. Episode four of Uncensored. Go check us out on Spotify, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And we also launched a YouTube channel, Uncensored, a podcast by Justin and Gerardo. So go check it out there. Uh, what else you got to say, G, before we log out? Uh, you know, I think we got to do our vlogs again, man. Yeah, we do. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Fuck it. <laughs> we'll see you, ladies and gentlemen, later. Bye. Can't understand why my thoughts eating me alive. Got me feeling like the world want to see me die. I'm traumatized because my mind on a hundred miles. Got me running from my past like it's Michael Myers. Fuck. Can't escape it, so I can't fake it. My homie told me to embrace it and remain patient. Yeah, everything will pass over. Gotta stay strong, handle problems like a soldier. How ironic, that's the